Hey folks, so today's topic is how do you control your body weight without tracking calories? So this is a super popular topic amongst my clients. I'm recording this video as much for them as I am for you guys on YouTube to give you some insight into how to do things without a macro calorie tracking approach. How do you affect your physique, either upwards or downwards in body weight, with a bodybuilding focus, but while not tracking macros, calories, or anything like that at all. So on the one hand, we have the stance which says, just eat well. Eat whole foods, focus on nutrients. Now, in my experience, that is far too simplistic to really be of any value. It's far too simplistic to be of any value as a teaching point. It's not a system. It's just a blanket recommendation. Eat well, focus on nutrients. That's not a system. It's a fairly naive recommendation. So that is perhaps not enough detail. On the other hand, you have these overly prescriptive approaches, which focus on actual foods, eat this list of foods, eat that list of foods. And that is too prescriptive and it doesn't allow you to evolve the diet, evolve the system based on your needs, on your situations, on your circumstances as they differ over the course of a lifetime. Now the ideal diet needs to be a living, breathing system which adapts to your energy demands of a given day, which adapts to your level of muscle mass as you get bigger over a lifetime, which adapts to your goals over the course of a year, whether that is to gain muscle, to lose body fat, which adapts to your preferences. You might grow out of love with eating potatoes. You might want to do something else. All of these things point to the need for a system which is instructive enough that you are sure of how to eat and what to eat, but flexible enough that it can move and flow alongside your ever-changing goals. Are you all with me so far? That's what I'm going to outline today. How my clients do things, how I do things. Okay. And uh, we're going to begin the discussion by going through the three major macros. And I'm going to split them up into macros simply because it's easier to discuss. We're not counting macros. It's easier to just discuss. So here's the general idea. Rather than being limited by calories numerically, you are going to be limited by your food choices. The benefits of the system is that you're almost never going to be hungry. You shouldn't be hungry on this system. Now, for a lot of you, that is a massive benefit. If you can imagine a diet system where you're not going to get hungry until you get to the extreme ends of the diet, for example, when you're very lean. Now that's quite attractive. It's quite an attractive concept. Now, the other side to that is you track your macros and calories approach where you're going to have more flexibility, but you might get hungry. Clearly, if you're tracking your macros and calories and you insist on fitting in a pop tart or a pizza into your macros, it's going to cause some knock on hunger because that food is not as filling as other foods you could choose. You get the general idea of what I'm saying. So 
The system that I'm about to outline has one big benefit in that you're less likely to get hungry on this approach. The idea is you're not limited by your hunger. You are limited by your food choices. That's the big factor. You always eat to satiety, but you're limited in terms of your food choices. Your food choices influence whether you are having a high amount of calories or a moderate to low amount of calories, and that influences your body weight over time. So let's get into it. The first section, let's go straight into talking about protein. Why not? Protein is a necessary part of a bodybuilder's diet. And for those of you who follow me, for those of you who are my clients, you know that I recommend for my gen pop clients about three to four protein feedings per day. Okay. Usually a fistful of protein, just something which is a reasonable amount on your plate. Now, depending on your goals or wherever you are in this system, whether you want to have more of a calorific option or more leaner option, you would just bias your protein sources based on your needs. So what do I mean by that? If you are looking for a leaner option, you would veer more towards protein sources like chicken breast, white fish, whey protein. And as you're looking for more calories, perhaps to maintain weight, perhaps to increase weight, whatever, perhaps you have a fast metabolism, perhaps you have a high activity level. Again, it's that ever changing, ever flowing system, which responds to your needs. There is no set menu and acknowledging you are an ever changing organism means menus are pretty much pointless. It's that whole teach a man to fish thing. This is what I'm doing here. This is what this video is. Depending on where you are on that spectrum, whether you need more calories or less calories, whether you need to gain weight or lose weight, you would pick protein sources on that continuum. Now, as you go up through the continuum, you're looking at fattier or more calorific cuts of meat, which are going to add calories to your menu without necessarily adding more satiety because you're already getting maximum satiety with the chicken breast, the white fish, potentially the whey, all the really filling protein sources, which are really lean turkey, for example, egg whites. Now, as you go over to the other side where you're looking for more calorific options, you can afford to have options which are normally matched more with fat. So things like 5% beef, ground beef, or what we call minced beef over here, 10% beef, 20% beef, eggs, full fat Greek yogurt, fattier cuts like pork loin with crackling, chicken thighs with the skin on. Now you have all these, this range of choices here. Okay. You simply pick depending on what you need this week or today. That's how you go about doing things. You look at where you were last week. Did you gain weight? Did you not? What did you need to do more of? Did you need to have leaner options? Did you need to gain weight and have heavier options with more calories? And you just pick on that continuum. Now you don't have to pick all lean options. If you're trying to lose weight, you can have a combination of chicken breast, white fish, followed by some fattier cuts. That's fine. But generally you're going to be biased mostly on this side, not on the fattier side. And you also might have some personal preferences because again, it's a living, breathing system. You are not a robot. This is a system for life and you might be sick of chicken breast. So you will pick for some fattier options and perhaps you'll make it up elsewhere in the model. 
Do you see what I'm driving at here? It's not valuable to have just a set list of rules. Just like it's not valuable to say, just eat for nutrients. That is just a lazy way of giving somebody a prescription. It's an incomplete system. So we've covered protein, okay? Now, if we now move on to say carbs, carbs is very similar. It's very similar. So with carbs, the leanest options, we'll start with them. The leanest options are going to be things like broccoli, your cauliflower, your spinach, your bok choy, all of these super low calorie options for vegetables. Now, as you go along through the continuum of carbs, you work through all the different types of vegetables. So you get sweet corn, garden peas, carrots. These are all slightly more calorific than your really hard choices like your broccoli, your cauliflower, all that stuff. But they're still vegetables, they're still very filling, but they're ever so slightly more calorific than as you work along the this continuum of vegetables, you can also go into things like fruits. So fruits are generally more calorific, not things like berries, because berries are all on the lower calorie end of the spectrum, but things like bananas, mango, for example, then you've got things like watermelon, which are leaner. So you see it's all on a continuum. Okay. And then we go over to the other side where we might have things like white potatoes, sweet potatoes, but also on the very calorific end of carbs, you have other things like you have your rice, your pasta, your breads. You see how there's nothing wrong with any of these. Nobody's saying that if you're on a diet, you can't have stuff from this side of the menu, the heavier calorie side of the menu. All we're saying is if you do, they're gonna come with more calories. So you may want to match that with some leaner options to allow you to lose weight while still being fairly satiated. Now, if you really like rice, okay, fine. You might make it a little bit harder for yourself if you insist on having that as a carb source or pasta or bread, but so what? You like rice, so you can make up for elsewhere. You can match that with some from this side of the menu. But again, it's a flowing, evolving, fluid system, which is designed to be responsive to your preferences, your needs, which are ever-changing, to fit you as a lifetime system. You just pick from the continuum. You try not to be hungry. In general, hunger isn't that sustainable unless you have another way of dealing with it, like fasting, for example. But that's the general idea with carb sources. You've got very lean options. You've got the more calorific options. And as, let's say you're on a diet, let's give you a real example. You might start somewhere in the middle, like a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruits, maybe cutting out some of the heavier options or maybe having them just before training. Now, the leaner you get, the more you delve into this diet, essentially the hungrier you're going to get because if you've been on lower calories for a while, if you have been dropping body weight, then sure, your hunger hormones will start to ramp up. That is when you almost need to leverage the lower calorie options even more. So you might be forced into this end of the range. Effectively, let hunger be your guide. And that's going to be individual for every single one of you. So I'm not going to sit here and say, every one of you is going to need to eat broccoli and spinach to survive, because it's not true. You all have different appetites. You all have different body sizes. Some of you are huge. Some of you have got enough muscle mass to fuel some fairly 
heavy calorie carb options and still lose body fat. Sure, there are people out there like that, but equally speaking, there are people with less calorific metabolisms, which will need to really leverage some of the leaner options. But again, it's about trying not to be hungry all the time. And again, it's that ever evolving fluid system. Now, if we finally end with fats, healthy fats are provably a net benefit. So in terms of the healthiest ones with the leanest ones, not the healthiest ones, in terms of the leanest options, it would be wrong to say healthiest. The leanest options, you have things like fish oil tablets, like quite literally fish oil tablets, just which are solely designed just to satisfy your health requirements and nothing else. Now, as you move on from there, you have things like small amounts of olive oil. You also have things like avocados, nut butter, nuts themselves, the whole range of healthy fats along this continuum. And generally, you have the same spectrum. Some will be easier to eat, like peanut butter, nut butter is generally quite a lot, is, is a lot more moorish. Avocados are quite easy to pound down. And then you have fats which aren't as easy, but fats in general are a little bit easier. But there are there is still a continuum there. But the very filling options are probably things like the fish oil tablets. So just to sort of wrap that up, this is essentially how it's part of a much larger diet system, which my clients are all familiar with. They all have seen my offline um, education list, which I have, which, which is something like four to six hours of content now, which explains my dietary approach. This is a small part of the entire dietary approach, which I take with my GenPop clients. And it's an approach which is very, very powerful for the regular guy and girl. But this video was designed to teach you a little bit more about how to work without macros and calories. Now, theoretically speaking, and I've not done it, but I've done similar. I've done similar. I've got down to quite low body fats without tracking calories. I've never been contest prep without tracking calories, but theoretically you could get to contest shape without tracking calories, just simply going to the lean ends of the spectrum. Because if you think about it, if your diet was composed of chicken, white fish, whey, broccoli, spinach, all the leanest vegetables, and let's say fish oil tablets for health reasons, and let's say you had a nice balanced enough nutrient profile, and if you sustain that for long enough, you could theoretically get contest prep shredded with that approach. It would just require a lot of discipline in avoiding the rest of the options, which are more calorific. But even without counting calories, those options would be incredibly lean. But the advantage is you'd still get to eat quite a lot of them. So I, this approach has proven itself to be very adaptive, very flexible for my clients. I think it's a wonderful eating approach. It's what I use myself. And if I'm ever going to go on a diet, what I simply do is I look at picking leaner options. I clear out my options in my freezer, kitchen, and I just survive on the leaner options and it becomes very easy then. And that's probably the last point I should cover is the food environment. If you are going to attempt this, let's say on a cut, just ensure those are the foods you have available. But there's no point trying to cut and trying to say, okay, I want to pick the leaner options, but having all the rest in the house. That is when you influence your own social and physical environment by keeping the rest of the stuff out of the way.
then just for the purpose of the diet, you have the leaner options in the house. But equally speaking, if you're trying to bulk up and you're having difficulty, then prep more of the calorific options. Your bodybuilding diet will look like more rice, more fattier cuts of meat, more olive oil, more avocados, more peanut butter. It will look like all those things. And if you think about that, like what these lists represent, if you think about what typically bodybuilders eat when they're trying to bulk versus when they're trying to cut, it's pretty much that. So it all makes sense. The chicken, white fish, broccoli, fish tablets diet is very much a contest prep diet. You compare that to the rice, beef, avocado diet, that's very much a bulking bodybuilder's diet. It's a lot easier to get the calories. So hopefully that was an insight into the approach I take with my clients. And remember any system which is going to work for you needs to have the right combination of enough detail to be useful because it's not just enough to tell people to eat nutrients. That's just a buzzword that people throw around who don't know what they're talking about. And it's also not enough to be overly prescriptive because that limits the person eventually. The diet needs to be a fluid evolving model which matches you and your needs and your lifestyle. When that's what I teach to my clients. If you would like to work with me on creating this structure for yourself, then there is a link in the description, get in touch and let's talk. Do make sure you like this video, subscribe, comment, ask questions, share it with your friends, get my name out there. It all helps. And I will see you lovely people in the next video. Take care.